This episode is brought to you by Extremophiles. Are your bacteria dull and boring? Wish they could be more extreme like a Red Bull commercial? Try Extremophiles. These organisms have transformed the way we understand what deadly conditions life can survive in, like hot hydrothermal vents, high pressure like the deep sea, and salty conditions like the Dead Sea. Try all three flavors of Extremophiles today, including bacteria, archaea, and eukarya. What up, listeners? Welcome back to the Indie Bio Killer of the Week podcast. It's your host, Wesley Dang. And for those of you new to the show, we follow the winners of our internal competition in the program called Killer of the Week, where our founders go head to head and convince each other who has made the most progress in the past seven days. Our special guests today not only won Killer of the Week last week, but they've also won Killer of the Week three times total this batch. This is a company called Puna Bio, and they're using their proprietary strain of extremophile bacteria to coat the seeds to be used in agriculture, thereby increasing the yields and allowing them to grow crops in extreme conditions that others just can't grow in. We're talking high drought conditions, salty soil, and basically the worst kinds of conditions that you can imagine. And today I have the CEO of Puna Bio, Franco Martinez Levis, here to tell us about why he won Killer of the Week last week. Um, yeah, thank you, Wes, for, for the invitation. So basically we won for two main reasons. Uh, the first one is that um, we had a client that had trialed our biological inputs for agriculture, particularly focusing on wheat. Um, and given the results that they received actually a week ago, uh, they made a pretty huge order of 1,600 liters uh, to be delivered by the end of this month in order to carry out trials in 20,000 acres in Argentina. They did a huge trial for soybeans where they requested 800 liters, but seeing the results for wheat, they were interested in actually doubling down and ordering these 1,600 liters. Uh, this is a huge confirmation for us, and it's interesting not only because of the yield aspect, but also because of their being able to reduce nitrogen fertilizer use in wheat or corn and therefore reduce the carbon emissions. So basically one of your customers, one of the 40 that you have, had done a wheat trial, went to go see your soybean trials, and it's like, we need to do a soybean trial. So they ordered 800. Then when they got their wheat trials back, they called you up and said, yo, Franco, we need to double our order. Let's make it 1600. Yeah, and the second uh, reason actually is that we finished the production uh, here in the Indivaya lab in order to carry out our first trials in the USA. Uh, we're actually uh, working in 10 different uh, locations and doing a total of 800 acres. Now, it's actually quite significant that you've done a ton in soybean and now you're taking the same strain and going towards wheat and corn, mm -hmm. right? And that's pretty rare because most of the industry will have a separate strain for each of these different crops. Mm -hmm. You're using the same strain for both soybean and wheat and corn. Um, yes. So actually it has uh, two main implications. So even if we are developing a specific products for, uh, out of a specific strains for different crops, having a product that works both in soybean and corn and wheat is actually way faster in terms of regulatory approval. Because once we get our regulatory approval for soybean this May, we have a much more expedited process to get that same product approved for corn. 
or with than if we had to register a new product. One of the reasons why we were interested in Pluto Bio, and you know, I had this in my notes that I found earlier, was because I thought this would have been the closest thing that we could get to growing crops on Mars because the place where you found your extremophiles kind of resemble Mars and it's essentially you're growing crops where no one else can grow, right? Yeah, there, that's a huge uh, aspect of why we do what, why, what we do. And the part of it that, that is really relevant is not really only increasing yields where plants are already grown, but actually preventing soil from eroding and being able to grow crops in degraded soil. Right now, about one third of global soil uh, worldwide is already degraded. And it is expected that up to 90% of soil will become degraded in the next 30 years. Interesting. So basically, we should not only be worried about preventing the degradation of soil, but also transforming soil that has already been degraded because it might already be happening right now and we can't even prevent it, even if we try going as fast as we can. So for all the farmers who are listening, Franco, where can they find your product? Our first uh, launch uh, to market that we'll have is in Argentina. Uh, we expect to have that for this next season uh, for soybean. We are already starting our regulatory approval process in the U.S. And that usually, depending on the state, it should take about one year. Uh, so one year from now will be available in the U.S. stores as well. Can I commit you to giving a promo code right now on the podcast? Yes, you can. Uh, the promo code could be IndieBio20. For? For 20%. 20% off. That's what we do for our listeners here at IndieBio. If you guys want to learn more about Puna Bio, go to IndieBio.co and search P-U-N-A. And I'll see you guys next week. 